0: And thank you again for being here tonight on this very special occasion, our first Christmas Eve service. Great crowd, and I saw in the lobby many, many new faces. We're grateful that you're here, and thank you so much for being with us tonight to worship the Lord on Christmas Eve. We are so very grateful. I want you to open your Bibles to Luke chapter 2, a very familiar story, a very familiar chapter. This is, of course, the chapter where Linus says that's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown, and it really is. It teaches us right here in Luke 2 what Christmas is all about. It's Christmas time, and I'm just grateful that you're here to worship the Lord with us. Special night for our family. Our three-year-old is in the service tonight for the very first time, so pray that the coloring sheets, the crayons, and the candy cane do their job, okay? And we've got several little kids, boys and girls, we're so grateful that you're here. And there's a message for you tonight as well, if you listen closely to what the Bible has to say about Christmas. Luke chapter 2, such an important text of Scripture. You know, each year, 8.5 trillion text messages are sent. Think about that. 8.5 trillion text messages, and the number continues to grow. Did you know the very first text message was sent out 24 years ago, December 3rd, 1992. It was sent by a 22-year-old British test engineer named Neil Papworth, and he started this information age text revolution, right? He, He began, and the first phrase ever sent via text, two words, Merry Christmas. Isn't that interesting? Merry Christmas. He sent it from his work computer in Newberry, Berkshire, and sent it to the mobile phone of Vodafone's executive, Richard Jarvis. I think it's intriguing. I think it's interesting to note that the very first text message contained a message of hope, a message about Christmas, Merry Christmas. One of the most common forms of communication today began with the proclamation of the birth of Jesus Christ. Now, let me say this. Aren't you grateful that when God wanted to get a message across to you and to me, He didn't send a text message, right? He didn't didn't send an emoji. He didn't put it on Facebook. God sent His one and only Son, Jesus Christ. When God wanted to get the message to us that He loved us, that He valued us, that He cared for us, That He wanted to have a relationship with us. He he didn't just give us a phone call. He didn't put it on a billboard. He sent His one and only perfect Son. And isn't that the greatest message that you could ever receive? The, The message of the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. That hope has come on that silent night. On that holy night. On that night divine. Salvation has come. In Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 2, we'll read the first 20 verses. And you'll find this is a familiar passage of Scripture at Christmas time. And then I want to talk to you very briefly tonight about a few ideas about Christmas and what does it mean that it's Christmas time. Begin reading the Word of God. It'll be on your screens if you have a Bible. Luke 2, chapter 1. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You'll find the baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace." Among those with whom he is pleased. Remember, the power is in the perfect word of God. Would you join me in prayer? Lord, we thank you for your word and we ask that you would speak to us tonight. Teach us what it means to know Christ, to follow Christ, and to worship him. It's in his name we pray. Amen. Christmas time. It's a time when God himself wrapped the very best present in swaddling cloth and laid him right there in a manger, gave him to Mary and Joseph. It's a time when the greatest present ever was given to all of mankind. In fact, isn't that what the Bible says? This is good news for all people. All people includes you. It includes me. It includes your husband. It includes your wife. It includes your son, your daughter's. Your mothers, your fathers, your neighbors, your friends. This is good news for all people. You know, in atheism, God is just an illusion. In deism, God is only an idea. In pantheism, God is an object. In mysticism, God is an experience. But only in Christianity, only in Christianity, God is a person. And that person is Jesus Christ. That's what it's all about, to, to know Him. See, it's not about uh, rituals or routines or religion. It's about a relationship with a person, and that person is the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who was born in Bethlehem, who lived a perfect, sinless life, who died on the cross for your sins and for mine, who rose again and offers salvation to all people. A few things very briefly tonight I want you to notice about Christmas time. First, Christmas is a time to rejoice. It's a time to rejoice. This is, in fact, the most wonderful time of the year, isn't it? Isn't that what the song says? It's the most wonderful time of the year. You look around as we traveled around a little bit last night. We saw lights all over the city. You you hear Christmas music on the radio. You, you see every, all things decorated beautifully, like the stage here tonight. It's a, it's a wonderful time. It's a time to rejoice. It's a time of fun, of laughter, of gathering with family and friends. And if you're like me, you love the joy of giving even more than the joy of receiving. To see the look on a child's face. Not only that, Christmas Christmas is a time to celebrate the best news ever that Jesus Christ has come to save us from our sins isn't that a reason to rejoice if that's not a reason to rejoice I don't know what is the greatest gift that you could ever receive is the gift of Jesus Christ himself there's nothing that he could give you that's any greater than himself Christmas is a time to rejoice so tonight I wanna see you rejoicing when you leave grab some more cookies Get some hot chocolate and walk out in 79,000 degree weather. Enjoy it. Have a good time. Stay up late waiting for Santa Claus and maybe help him put some toys together. Christmas is a time. To rejoice. We'll rejoice again tomorrow at ten thirty as we gather together, a different service, another sixty minute service, as we gather together on Christmas Day to rejoice in the birth of our Savior. Christmas is a time to rejoice. Not only that, Christmas is a time to remember. Christmas is a time to remember. I find that when we're preparing for Christmas, Stephanie and I are always counting. We're counting. What does that mean? Well, it means like when we go to stores, when we're out in public, you know, we have five children, two boys and three girls, ages 11, all the way down to three. And so we're constantly turning left and right. Go one, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Right? We're constantly doing that. We have to remember where everyone's at. And when it comes time for Christmas, it's the same way. We're trying to count kids and count gifts and make sure that everything's right. We're constantly trying to figure out, making sure we did not forget something. And when I say Christmas is a time to remember, though, I'm I'm not saying that you need to remember, men, to get your wife whatever she's hinted at all year long. Right? If you don't know what that is, Walmart is still open. I think there's some jewelry stores still open too. I'm not talking about remembering to get the, that best gift. I'm not talking about forgetting the gift. and I'm not talking about forgetting where you hid the gift from your kids, which has happened before. I'm not even talking about remembering to empty your Amazon cart. I'm talking about remembering the real reason for the season. I'm talking about remembering what Christmas is really all about. Look at this again in Luke 2, verse 10. The angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Listen to this. This is the good news that brings great joy. Listen. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You'll find the baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And here, with this angel speaking to the shepherd, suddenly an entire host appears and says, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom He is pleased. What an amazing Christmas gift. And the reality is in the noise and the busyness and the chaos that can sometimes be Christmas, we forget what it really is all about. The greatest present in the world was given that night. The greatest present in the world was wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a manger. And in all honesty, it is easy for us to forget the real meaning of of Christmas. Christmas is a time to rejoice. Christmas is a time to remember. Christmas is a time to repent. You say, wait a minute, pastor. This is a Christmas Eve service. This is supposed to be light and fun. And now you sound like a Baptist preacher telling me I've got to repent. What do you mean I need to repent? Well, I honestly mean you and the person sitting next to you and the person sitting on the other side of you and the person standing on this stage right now All of us need to repent because we all have the same problem. Did you know that? It's not not just you or just me or just that person sitting down your row. Christmas reminds us that because of our sin, God had to send a Savior. That because of our sin, God had to send redemption. You see, Christmas reminds us that Jesus was born, but not just that He came, but why He came. Why did Jesus come? You see, if you look carefully at that manger and that little baby boy, you'll notice that there's a shadow of a cross lying across that manger, meaning that He was born in order to die so that you and I could have hope. Jesus says, I came to seek and to save the lost. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life, but the way that he gives us life is through his death. This is the simple gospel message. The baby born that night and placed in that manger was born to live a perfect life and to die a death that we deserved. That's why the unique nature of his birth, he was born of a virgin. What a miracle! He lived a perfect life. What a miracle. He died on the cross, paid for your sins and mine. What a miracle. But He didn't stay dead. The greatest miracle of all, He rose again from the dead, signifying He is victorious over all things. And He can offer salvation to anyone who will come to Him in repentance. You see, the Bible tells us that all of us have sinned and we've broken God's law. That's you, that's me, that's the nicest person you know. We've all sinned and broken the law of God. And the punishment for that sin is death. Not just that we'll die one day on this earth, but death in a spiritual sense that's separation from God for all of eternity. But if we repent of our sins and trust in God, we can be saved. Repentance. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10 and verse 13, If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. Now listen, you say, who can do that? Who can repent of their sins and trust in Jesus and be saved from judgment? Romans ten thirteen. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You say, Pastor, you don't know what I've done. I don't know and I don't need to. God does. And He says that everything that you've ever done, all the bad that you've ever done, all of His laws that you've broken, all the sins that you've committed have already been paid for in the death of Christ. And all you have to do is repent of your sins And trust in Him for salvation. There's no better moment than now. There's no better day than today. I can't imagine a better moment than Christmas Eve. Remember this moment for the rest of your life. The night when you gave the Lord the very best present you could give Him, yourself. No better time to trust in Christ. I heard a story about a little boy whose mom played piano for 30 years at their church. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play some piano for you. You ready for this? This little boy, this little boy, his mom played piano for 30 years. She tried her best to teach him to play piano. She taught him a little bit here and there. She taught him music theory and he got bored. He remembered a conversation that he had with his mom. One day his mom said to him, he said, Boy, you don't understand. The greatest news in the world is found in the scale, the eight-note scale of a piano. The little boy knew the eight-note scale, so he sat down just like this, and he began to play the eight-note scale. And he thought, How can that be the greatest news in the world? She said, well, boy, you didn't play it right. you got to play it backwards. He said, what do you mean, play the scale backwards? She said, yeah, you got to play it backwards. That's the greatest news in the world. So the little boy knew enough, so he sat down and he. The little boy got up and looked at his mom and said, how in the world could that be the greatest news in all the world? She said, you still didn't play it right you got to pause on the first and second, the fourth, sixth, and seventh notes. That's the greatest news in the world. The boy walked out of the house. He was done. He was tired. He said, forget that. I'm not going to worry about that. And he went outside to play. Years later, when his mom passed away, the little boy remembered what she had said how the greatest news in all the world could be found in a musical scale and he remembered you're supposed to pause in the first and second, the fourth, sixth and seventh and he began to play that scale but he didn't play it this way. He didn't play it this way. He played it this way. Did you hear that? He played it this way. What is the greatest news in all the world? And it's not that the preacher knows how to play piano. Because he doesn't. The greatest news in all the world. Joy to the world. The Lord has come. How awesome and amazing is that, that God sent his son so that you and I can have life, we can have hope, we can have peace, we can have salvation, and we can have a home in heaven one day.